0: This is episode 35 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today, I will be sharing a contemporary version of the Christmas story. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Christian travelers, I am so glad that you are here because I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. There's so many exciting things that I want to share with you today, but first of all, I want to let you know that I have written a creative retelling of the Christmas story, and I've taken some creative liberties with it, which means that it is not necessarily 100% biblically accurate, uh, which is why I want to remind you that As you are traveling this holiday season, I encourage you to take some time to read Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke 1 and 2 to hear the retelling of the Christmas story. They both tell it from slightly different perspectives and they highlight different aspects of the Christmas story, but together they really give you a good image of what Christmas was like. And my goal with this retelling of the story is to really make you think about the characters and what was maybe going on in their hearts and minds at this season in their lives. I'm going to save it for the end, but I want to let you know that I have a retreat planned for 2020, and the information will be at the end of this podcast, so please stay tuned. So, without further ado, let's dive into this story. And again, as I said, please understand I have taken creative liberties in telling this through the traveling perspective of biblical characters. My name is Zacchaeus. I was traveling into the temple, as was the custom but I had no idea what kind of journey was ahead of me. You see, it had been over 400 years since God had spoken directly to us, as he had through Moses and many other prophets. I practiced the customs, and yet in my heart I wondered, why was God silent? Did he not see the turmoil his people went through? The Romans were trampling us in more ways than one, and as I began the ceremony in the temple, reciting the prayers of old, My heart cried out for my people and for my wife. People loved her, but some whispered that she was cursed because she was barren. God, where, where are you? That was when it happened. An angel appeared before me and told me that I was going to have a child. I knew the story of Abraham and Sarah, but it felt so much like a story. In that moment, I wondered why God cared about me and Elizabeth. Why come speak to us after being quiet for so long? I doubted what was being said, and the angel made me mute. Sure enough, it wasn't long before my wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and for what felt like the first time, I truly wondered about the power and love of our God. My name is Mary. I traveled through my childhood years in awe of our God and troubled by people. They knew the promise that a Savior would come, but they lived so far from believing in that promise. They seemed to constantly be questioning where God was at, but I never was concerned about that until I was betrothed to Joseph. I knew he was a righteous man, that he would honor God, me, and our future children. But I often found myself questioning God's thought process in putting us together. As I was working in a field one day, pondering this and praying for our future, I felt an abundance of love overwhelm me, completely engulf me, and an angel told me that I was to give birth to the Savior. I felt honored. I felt treasured, and I felt confused. I asked him how he was going to do this miraculous thing. I wasn't even married to Joseph yet. I was still a virgin, and yet I was going to carry the child of God to term, to birth, to the point that I would be raising the son of our God. What an honor. The angel explained that the Holy Spirit would help me conceive, and then I went to tell my family and betrothed the great news. My name is Joseph. I traveled to Nazareth to get my carpenter career started and found a wonderful family to marry into. Mary, my betrothed, was on fire for the Lord, a spark that seems so rare even among our own people. As she stood before me telling me that the baby she was carrying was that of the Lord's, I felt an anger rise up inside of me. How could she lie so blatantly? How could she drag God's name through the muck rather than admit her idolatry? And speaking of names, she had disgraced us all in that act. Her family's reputation would be ruined, and if I stayed with her, so would mine. I'd lose jobs and be just as much an outcast. But if I left her? If I fessed up to the priests that I broke off our betrothal to save my name and my career? Then I would have to throw the first stone, as the whole town stoned Mary and her unborn child to death. That night I tossed and turned until I finally drifted to sleep. An angel in my dream explained to me that Mary's words were true and that I was to name the child Jesus, which means Savior. I woke with a start and promised the Lord and Mary that I would marry her and protect this child, that I would not sleep with her until she gave birth to this baby, the Savior of the world. My name is Elizabeth. Mary journeyed to me during part of her pregnancy to keep rumors at bay. As soon as we saw one another, my child jumped for joy inside me. We spent many nights talking of the miraculous things God was doing in our family, of the life the Lord had planned for our children. Mine to proclaim the Savior's coming and hers to set us free. Free of the Romans, we presumed. And then when I gave birth to a brilliant boy, I told everyone that his name was to be John. Not one person believed me. They all kept looking to Zacchaeus because the name John wasn't in our family history. Zacchaeus had a scroll in hand and wrote, His name is John, a practice that he had taken up over the past several months because he was still mute ever since the time he spoke with the angels. As soon as he wrote the words He began to speak, proclaiming the majesty of our Lord and the role our son was to play. The Lord had released his tongue, and we had a baby boy, a journey I had never expected in my old age. I am one of the Roman soldiers. Our journey took us across the nation. The king had declared a census to count his people, probably for tax purposes, I went from town to town, informing people that they must return to their hometown to be counted. I met a lot of people. Did some things that I won't mention for the sake of our listeners. It was a daily adventure as people grumbled against the decree, and I reminded them of their place. But those were travel stories that I told for the rest of my life. I am the Bethlehem innkeeper. Business was booming thanks to the census. Several people stayed with friends and relatives, but those who didn't have anywhere to go often came to me. Rooms filled up fast, and I often had to turn people away. There was one couple that made the journey while pregnant, and I couldn't believe she traveled in that condition. Surely there was family back home that could have taken care of her. Her water broke as I was in the middle of apologizing profusely that I was out of rooms. The only space I had left was our manger. It was really more of a cave where shepherds often brought their flocks. It was grungy, smelly, and absolutely filthy. But they were so thankful that God had given them a place to rest and give birth to their child. I never really forgot that thankfulness. It was awe-inspiring and troubling all at the same time. My name is Jesus. I was there when the world was created. I stood with the Father and Spirit, and we discussed how excited we were to create humans and show them our abundant love. We knew they would fall away from us. Many would turn their backs on us and seek their own way. We knew that Adam and Eve would eat from the tree, but we already had a plan in place because we were never going to give up on humanity. They might stop loving us, but we wouldn't stop loving them. We would become flesh on earth. I was born of a virgin and raised to walk the earth to help you understand us, understand our love for you, understand that we are three essences, but one being. Understand that you cannot get to heaven by being good and perfect because you so often fail. But when you believe in me, then my death would free you from the chains of sin that would send you to eternal damnation. And instead, because you believe in me, you get to spend eternity in our presence, feeling our love for you. That is why today, Today I was born on this earth and will spend my lifetime traveling and preaching the love of my Father to all of humanity, all who are willing to listen, and even those who won't. And that is why today, many years later, I still pursue you. And even though there are days when you sin or moments when you turn away from me, I have never left you or forsaken you or abandoned you, because I love you so, so much. Christian travelers, I know I have taken some creative liberties in writing this version of the nativity story, of the journeys that they went through, but I hope in some way it makes you stop as you read Luke 1 and 2 and Matthew 1 and 2. And think about the emotions and the things that would have been on their hearts at that time and makes you stop and think about the love that Jesus showed by willing to become flesh on earth for us. And as you're traveling, I pray that you have the opportunity to either go and see family or family gets to come and see you. Um, And if you have lost loved ones, my heart and prayers go out to you. Even though they are gone, I pray that They're in heaven celebrating and that that is the joy that you get to remember. And if they did not believe, I pray that your heart feels God's love for you in this Christmas season and that that is your focus. This feels like a weird turn to go from such a very serious and exciting and important note to go to one more driven by the Christian Travelers Network. But as Christmas is a time of also giving, I wanted to give you some exciting news. I've been researching a few different options for a retreat in fall of 2020 to get us together, to gather as one, as in, in our Savior. And um, I've been looking at the city of Nashville, Tennessee to have an event. And the current outline of things would be we would gather together at a hotel or a resort area. And from there, we would have evening activities, which would be devotions and chapels and worship time. Um, and bonding activities. But during the day, you would have the opportunity to explore. And I have been weighing some pros and cons of different options. The first one being probably a couple hundred dollars, which would pay for some of your meals and housing. Then we would have excursion time where I would encourage you to pick things in Nashville to go do. Um, that I would have a list of suggested activities and discounted activities. But similar to a cruise, these would be activities that you would be paying for on your own during the trip. Uh, And then you would have connected with other Christian travelers at the event and go out and do them. And then we'd come back and talk about how we saw God show up in our travels throughout the day. Uh, The alternative option would be a little more expensive um, and that would be I would book all of our activities together as a group or maybe like 80% of them giving you some free time but not as much free time for excursions on your own or um, of your own interest and then I would kind of be your tour guide for the whole time kind of walking you through things. There's pros and cons uh, to both of those options. But I was kind of hoping for your feedback. If you would visit our website, christiantravelers.net, and click the Ask Sarah button, there is a contact page there, and I encourage you to fill it out and submit it and let me know what are your thoughts about this. Are you interested in attending, first of all? And second of all, do you have a preference as to which way that would go? So that's my little Christmas present for you. I know it's still fairly vague and... There's a lot left in the planning stages, but I've been doing my research and been working with some people to get some information together for you. So hopefully in the next month or so, you will be hearing some more details on that. Until next time, travelers, Merry Christmas, God's blessings, and safe travels.